Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Thank you for downloading this episode of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm Mike Morrison, one half of the Membership Guys. We are membership website experts and this is the show in which we talk all things membership. And it's also the show in which you get more uses of the word membership within the opening 20 seconds than in any other podcast on iTunes. I guarantee it. Uh, so in today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about membership options in terms of the platforms that you can use to base your membership website on. Now, anybody who's been listening to the show for a while, or if you're familiar with our website, themembershipguys.com, with our academy, membersiteacademy.com, or basically anything that you do, you'll know that when we're talking about membership websites, we're typically talking about a specific kind of type of site. So these are usually educational based or community based membership websites that are built using WordPress. So a lot of what we talk about in terms of strategy, in terms of marketing and the business side of memberships is universal. But when we talk about the technical side of things, we're almost always talking about WordPress-based membership sites. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well as the alternatives that you have, because that's a question that gets asked quite often. If I don't want to use WordPress for my membership site, what are my options? But first and foremost, let's just talk about why we actually use WordPress for our own membership sites and for most of our client sites. Now, WordPress, if you're not already familiar with it, is a very, very widely used content management system. So this basically means it's a system that empowers its users to populate website content. So back in the olden days, if you wanted to create a new page on your website, you had to dig out your old coding program and hand code from scratch each individual page. So if you wanted 100 pages on your website, you're creating by hand 100 different pages. What a content management system does is it allows you to do all of that without the coding, basically. So WordPress is the most widely used content management system out there. It powers over 60 million websites online. So it's fair to say it's pretty much the platform when it comes to accessible, easy to use content management systems. And it's free. Not only that, but there's hundreds and thousands of different themes, plugins, WordPress developers, just this huge ecosystem of supporting tools and supporting services all built around WordPress. So it makes it a very attractive platform to build your website on. Now, this doesn't come without its pitfalls. You know, the fact the system is so widely used makes it more of a target for security issues than lesser known or lesser used systems. It also means that it's very, very easy for WordPress as a tool to be used in the wrong way by when it's put in the wrong hands. So you often see this where people will have a WordPress site and they'll have a hundred different plugins and the site will look terrible and it'll run really slowly because the person who's actually using it is using it in a very poor way. So, you know, there's pros and cons to it, but 
by and large, the pros of WordPress far, far, far outweigh the cons. And when it comes to membership sites, there is a great selection of really fantastic plugins and systems that hook into WordPress that enable you to utilize its core engine, so to speak, as a vehicle for really having a very attractive, very easy to manage, and very powerful membership platform. But it's not for everybody. And we do occasionally get people who don't want to use WordPress, either because they they just don't want to actually have to get involved in finding a theme, finding a membership plugin, hooking it all in together and so on. So usually with WordPress, what it does that a lot of other platforms out there don't do, so a lot of other content management systems don't do, is it enables you to DIY your website. So without any real technical knowledge, without knowing how to write a line of code, without knowing how to design anything, you can actually have a pretty impressive website that you build and construct yourself. So that's the big, big upside. That's the big reason so many people are attracted to WordPress. And obviously it's the reason why a lot of our material, a lot of what we talk about on the technical side is aimed at WordPress users. But if you don't want to use WordPress, what are your options? Well, generally speaking, when it comes to membership platforms or membership systems, you kind of fall into two brackets, hosted, and self-hosted. Now let me explain what those mean because actually they can be quite confusing because hosted and self-hosted sound as though they should be the same thing. When we're talking about platforms, when we're talking about these sort of systems, when we say hosted, we really mean cloud services. And that basically just means the software and the service is taken care of by somebody else. So you sign up for a service, you don't have to worry about having website hosting, you don't need to worry about installing anything or setting anything up yourself. All of the under the hood stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, is taken care of by somebody else. So that's kind of a cloud service. So you're paying for access to software that somebody has on their own server. So you don't have to worry about anything to do with setting up the website and so on. You just go in, you pop in your content, you pop in your payment information, and you can have your website up and running in a relatively quick time without needing to mess around with any technical details. Self-hosted is kind of the opposite of that. It's where you need to have your own website hosting account or your own server you would then install software like WordPress. You then install your membership plugin. You have to you know, hook up all the different bits and pieces yourself. You need to choose a theme and all of that. So hosted really just means cloud. It's where you just pay a one-off fee or a subscription and you get access to all of this software, all this powerful stuff that somebody else takes care of, basically. When it's self-hosted, you're responsible for piecing all the software together for installing it and all of that. So in terms of alternatives to WordPress, and WordPress for membership sites would class as self-hosted. Um, so when it comes to the alternatives, the hosted versions, the cloud versions, would be options such as Rainmaker or Kajabi is another popular one. They've just uh, released a new version. Or Teachable. 
So these are services where they've constructed the software, they've put together a platform that you can use and you simply sign up to them, pay them a monthly fee or an annual fee and they provide the various tools to you without you needing to worry about actually putting the tools together. So you literally just have to get your content up. You'll have options for the design. You'll have options for various things, but you're not worrying about the website hosting. You're not worrying about choosing plugins and so on. Self-hosted alternatives would be where you are essentially just using something other than WordPress where you're installing it on your own server. So you still have the same kind of technical requirements. You still need to find a alternative software. You still install it on your web hosting. You still have to configure it. You still have to sort out the design and all that sort of stuff. It's just in that case, you're not using WordPress. So we're going to talk about those two different types of uh, alternative to WordPress. So for the hosted versions, so these are your cloud services like Rainmaker, Kajabi, Teachable. The big upside to those is, as we said, you don't have to worry about assembling all of this software. It's basically just like, you know, if you go to Ikea and you buy a piece of furniture, your flat packed version where you need to try and decipher the instructions and piece it all together, that's a that's WordPress, that's self-hosted WordPress. You need to take all these kind of prefabricated bits and then find a way of piecing them together in order to get your end result. Whereas with a cloud service, it's ready made for you. And as long as you're happy with how it looks, as long as you're happy with the construction, as long as you like everything, the way it's been made for you, then that's great. But there comes the downside because with having somebody else taking care of assembling all that stuff for you, like with Rainmaker, Kajabi and so on, you're also fairly limited in what you can do. If you have a self-hosted membership platform where you control your web hosting account, you control what plugins you have on WordPress, you control whether you use WordPress or whether you use Joomla or Drupal or whatever, you know, you have control. So if you decide that you want to use a certain plugin for your contact forms, then that's up to you. You install that, you set that up. Whereas with these hosted cloud services, you have to essentially abide by whatever tools, whatever way they've constructed their offering. And a lot of them will give you certain options, but ultimately you don't have anywhere near as much control over the feature set, over the options available to you and so on as you do when you self-host. So again, for a lot of people, that won't actually be an issue. As long as you're happy with the features that these cloud services offer you, then that's great. You can get your site up and running in pretty quick time. And the same goes for the design as well. You know, you're going to be locked into the themes that come with the services that they offer. If that doesn't matter to you, fantastic. But if you want to be able to really fine tune and customize the look, feel and functionality of your website, you're not going to be able to do that with these cloud services to anywhere near the same level as you would with a self-hosted version. So the other downside I would say for those type of services is that all of your data, all of your content, everything that you're creating you're creating it on somebody else's platform. You're building on somebody else's land. So if they decide to take that away from you for whatever reason, 
If you decide you no longer want to pay the monthly fee, perhaps you want to take a break for three months or six months, or you know maybe you go off in a different direction and so you need to redo everything, you don't have that data, you don't have the content, you don't have that website, it's not yours. You're essentially renting this space on somebody else's server, and when you no longer want it, you no longer have access to it. Some of these tools allow you to export certain data, but again, a lot of them, unless you continue on with those platforms, you're not going to be able to do anything with the data you're able to actually take out from them. If you decide that, you know, if you're using one of these services and you don't feel that the speed of your website is good enough, or let's say, for example, you enter a competition and you win one year's worth of free web hosting. You couldn't then go off to Rainmaker or Kajabi and say, well, I'd like to take my website I built here and move it over to this web hosting server there because that's simply not how it works. And that's not a knock on those services. It's just part and parcel with how that whole approach to run a membership site is actually structured and how it functions. So you're totally locked in to these services You're not building a website or a business on your own turf. You're using someone else's platform. And so if you decide you no longer want to use it, that's where you're going to find just how limiting these platforms can be. But as we said, the big, big upside, you know, and obviously you're taking a risk. You're taking a risk in putting your major business asset in somebody else's hands. If their whole service goes down, your business goes down. If they decide they no longer want to offer this service anymore, then there's not really anything you can do about that. So it's certainly a risk and it's really down to you to balance out that risk versus the ease of use and the speed and that lack of hassle involved in using these, these sites. Because services like Rainmaker, services like Kajabi, Teachable and, and others of their type Without question, you can get a membership site up and running far easier, far quicker on these platforms than you can piecing everything together yourself. But you just have to be mindful of the implications of doing that in terms of building your asset on someone else's land, handing over control essentially of your major business asset. So something to be mindful of if you're looking at these services. Some of these services are fantastic. They're very powerful and they're a very good way of getting a minimum viable product up and running quickly. There's nothing to say that you can't put up an early version of your membership site on one of these services in order to make sure there's a market for it and then create a next phase or a more evolved version on a self-hosted platform like WordPress. But even then, you're going to have challenges when it comes to migrating from one to the other. So just be mindful of this stuff if you're looking at these sorts of services as an alternative to a self-hosted, self-constructed membership site. And again, like we say, the main thing, you're locked into their features. So if your chosen platform doesn't offer a community forum, for example, tough. You can't add one yourself. You can't just install a plugin. You can't hire a developer to add that for you. You know, if you notice a bug in the software, you have to rely on this services support team to fix it. You can't hire a developer to come in and fix it for you. So just make sure if you're looking at these uh, offerings as a way of setting up your membership site that you are aware of, you're mindful 
of the implications of using these services. The other options are to have a non-WordPress self-hosted uh, version. So if you don't want to use one of these cloud services, but you don't want to use WordPress, you're not stuck in having to choose between WordPress or something like Rainmaker. There are other options available. Uh, other content management systems like Drupal, like Joomla will have their own add-ons for memberships. There won't be as many options available to you, but if you already have a Joomla website or a Drupal website on your web hosting account, then it certainly stands to reason that you might want to look into what sort of options there are for setting up memberships. You can also just completely bypass WordPress altogether. So, you know, a lot of membership sites, what they'll do if they have a community, for example, you know, if you're using WordPress, you might want a community forum. The WordPress supported uh, forum softwares like BBPress or SimplePress are quite basic. They're very basic, actually, by comparison to some forum software out there. And so WordPress might not always be your best choice if your membership site is going to be more about community. So there's two ways you can go about it. First of all, for example, with our Member Site Academy, our membership content, so the courses, the live training and all of that is on WordPress. Our community is on a forum software called IP Board. So this is from a company called Envision Power. So this is IP Board, by far my favorite community software. But we have to use a third piece of software to make WordPress, which is the main site, and IP Board, which is the forum, talk to each other and work together. And we've custom developed something that we have released to our Academy members as well to help them with their own websites. But if you don't want the WordPress side of things, let's say you just wanted a forum, you could use uh, another piece of forum software by the name of Zenforo. That's X-E-N-F-O-R-O. That's another powerful forum platform. So with that, you would still need some sort of membership system but it doesn't need to be on WordPress. So in this case, you're kind of cutting WordPress out of the loop. You use your forum software and you use a membership platform like Nanocast or Digital Access Pass in order to take payments, control access, and so on. So there are other options available on the table if you don't want to use WordPress for your membership website. Typically, if you're going to be self-hosting and self-building and DIYing everything or hiring a web developer to do it for you, then you're probably going to go with either WordPress or you're going to go with something like Zenforo if you just want a membership forum that people pay to access. You can look at Joomla, you can look at Drupal, but overall, when you're talking self-hosted membership sites, unless you've got something totally custom built, you're really just talking about WordPress. And then the other side of the coin are the cloud services that make it a lot easier to get up and running, that give you a lot of tools out of the box, but also come with some risk in terms of how much control you actually have and some major limitations in the flexibility of those platforms to meet your specific needs. So I hope that's given a bit more insight into what options you have if you don't want to use WordPress, or at least it's given you something to think about if you're weighing up whether or not WordPress is the right solution for you when it comes to putting together a membership website. It's certainly not the only way to do things, and it's certainly not the only way we build membership sites as well. We have some membership sites that don't run on WordPress. We have clients who are using these cloud platforms. We have clients who are only running a forum, and so they're using software like Zenforo. 
but by and large, WordPress pretty much gives you the flexibility and control that you need while still being a lot easier to piece together than more complex solutions. So hopefully this has been useful for some of you and uh, we'll be back again very soon with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd like to invite you to download our free Membership Success Toolkit. Simply go to www.themembershipguys.com forward slash toolkit to download it today and you'll get access to our membership site plugin comparison chart, our membership site planning guide and access to our private Facebook mastermind group which has numerous membership site experts and owners sharing advice and discussing all things membership sites around the clock. So that's www.themembershipguys.com slash toolkit to download your free resources today. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic, leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar, that's membershipgeeks.com webinar, to secure your free seat today.